0: Hey, sweet friend. Hello. Welcome to part two of my interview with Kayla Ogden, nutritional therapy practitioner. In today's episode, we are digging into stress, building resilience to stress, how to really use nutrition and exercise to handle stress or to protect ourselves from stress. And we also talk a lot about body image, comparison, and social media. So if you're in a space where you really want to feel like you can better handle stress or reduce the stress in your life, or even just digging into how difficult it is nowadays with social media, and maybe you're struggling with some negative self-talk around your body image or just want to feel more comfortable and confident in your skin, you're going to love this episode, a little bit about Kayla, besides being a nutritional therapy practitioner, she also is a revelation wellness instructor. She's an advocate for faith, fitness, and food freedom. And she helps women become the healthiest version of themselves with a strategic, holistic nutrition and fitness lens. She really stresses the importance of loving our bodies and connecting our physical and our mental strength with our strength in Christ. I hope that you love this episode. Hey, sweet 20-something, welcome to the Free & Well Podcast. Do you want to feel more confident and stop second-guessing and doubting yourself all the time? Do you wake up feeling motivated and excited only to get caught up in the comparison and find yourself distracted and wasting time on social media? Hey friend, I'm Debbie. I'm a therapist, a life coach, a dog mom, and also a recovering perfectionist and people pleaser. I remember being right where you are, doubting myself, comparing myself, and just wanting to feel confident and content in who I was and in my worth. I'm on a mission to share with you powerful faith-based psychology tools and plenty of simple steps to improve your mental wellness and create consistent, positive, healthy routines. It's time for you to stop second-guessing and comparing yourself. Freedom and confidence are calling. Even though I'm a therapist, this show is for educational purposes only. Information from the show is not a substitute for mental health or medical treatment. It's your time, friend. Let's dig in and take some real, authentic, perfectly imperfect action together. Let's go. All right, my friends, Kayla and I are here, part two. So last week we talked all about like these myths and parts of mainstream health influencing that Kayla felt like, you know, just pieces were missing. And so we talked about that last week. If you haven't listened, make sure you do that. And what we're gonna be talking about today, so much other goodness, very different though, very different. And I'm so excited to hear Kayla's wisdom on all these things. So share with us the importance and why you feel faith is so, so important in our health journey. I
1: think, i um, glad to be back, by the way. Thank, thanks for having me back. <laughs> um, no, this has been really great. I think like this dynamic here is awesome. And I've really enjoyed all the topics we've touched on. Um, so uh, I, I think the faith aspect is so important because no matter what, your why is going to be such a huge part of whether or not you're successful in anything, right? Um, And whether or not you, whether or not you succeed and the attitude that you have and the, you know, whether you're going to fall off the wagon or not, or, you know, continue on, that's always important. And um, as women of faith, anyone who's a believer, when When that is your life, it doesn't get any bigger than that. It doesn't get any more important than that. That is the ultimate, right? So I have seen for a long time that connection between honoring Christ and honoring who I'm supposed to be and how it relates to the decisions I make and how it relates to the decisions we make as a world, as a country, as a community, um, when it comes to our food, and how we treat ourselves and what we're seeing around us. And um, we want healthy and happy people. And those decisions directly impact that.
0: Mm, so good. Yeah. So it sounds like really that with faith being one of the pillars of our lives, right? That of course, that's going to be such an important why. My neighbor just decided to get wild over there. Let me close that. <laughs> So, with that, knowing our why and the fact that our faith is really at the foundation of who we are, right? That of course it's going to be so important. And as you were saying that, a thought that I, a thought that I thought, a thought that I had was even just zooming out and starting to ask ourselves more often in general, why is this important to me? Why is this a goal that I have? Why is this important? Because I think so often especially with social media, right? We see all these things and it's like, oh, you need to be doing this. You need to be doing this. You need to have a life that looks like this. Uh But starting to ask yourself, like, is this really important to me? And if it is, why, right? Why is this so important to me? Could be such a powerful question to start reflecting on more. Because like you said, we have to have the why or else we're not going to stick with it. We're not going to be consistent. It's not going to stick with us for the long term.
1: Yeah and and I um I love that you brought to light that point of is this really important because there are so many distractions and the enemy is there and he will be there to try to deter you and take you off and if you are on fire for Christ oh he's coming in hot right and so it's important to pray for discernment and to know is this important? I just posted last week something, I reshared someone else's post that was very much in, in line with like, check your heart, you know? And um, I, I said, was talking to myself in my post and I said, Kayla, better throw pillows on your couch, nicer, fancier throw pillows are not going to make you a better mom or a better wife. or Mm. or a more godly woman. And that is just what I took from it because lately I've been very into making my home very pretty and I love it. And there is a godly aspect of that because I want to be, I want to be a host and an entertainer and I want to nurture um, and I want to have a place that's a home, not just a house. I want to make it a home, but in the end is spending money like practically is spending money at this time, maybe when it's not a good choice for us financially on expensive throw pillows to make my house, my couch look pretty. Is that aligned with what Christ wants for me right now? Probably not. Um, And so you could apply that same question to anything, like anything really. And I think that's really important and good that you just brought that up.
0: That's so, so good. Yeah, and really just those priorities. So starting to ask ourselves, is this important to me? Why is this important to me, right? And just getting curious about that. So, so powerful. Okay, tell me more about, is there anything else related to like why faith feels so important or even like how we honor God with what we eat, with how we take care of ourselves? I think that's not talked about enough about how we honor God through
1: our, through our physical health. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It's so, I mean, it, it's like I said, it's my why. And I know that like when we surrender ourselves to God's strength and power, like we were talking about, we kind of organically start to develop this thirst to maintain that relationship with him and continue on his path. It's not our path. It's his path. And no matter what our health and fitness goals might be, like we said, life happens and the enemy's real and outside forces are going to try and like, pull us away um, from those, those ways. But when we align our wants and we acknowledge that our foundation is built on that solid rock until we make that our why we're going to be stuck in like this unhealthy obsession or roller coaster of the illusion of health, which isn't even Mm -hmm. true health. And in relation to like honoring him, I know I mentioned that, and you were kind of asking about that, like in his creation with how we eat and and the choices that we make. I think it is really important because sometimes I still see people, um, like scoffing at organic or like, you know, some of those, like, you know, hoity toity, whatever foods. And there is, there's a little bit of that because there is an aspect of like, yeah, there's marketing and maybe that, you know, X, Y, Z is not necessarily, doesn't really matter, but from an aspect of where our food is coming from and how it's treated and how it was raised and where it came from and who grew it even like we are called to be good stewards of this earth and he created it. And, and I think that we, we forget that there's like this curtain at the grocery store. There's a curtain that we don't see between where our food came from and look at this happy cow on this cheese or whatever. Like, is that where it came from? And, and, being empowered to make buying choices. As I always like to remind people, like every purchase you make food wise is a vote for that, for, you know, what are we demanding as consumers? Mm. Um, and when we can now I, I I never, you know, there's always nuances. Like, I don't want not asking someone to, you know, go broke because you have to buy organic broccoli. Like that's not what I'm saying, but I'm just saying when we can find the good, better, best and choose, you know, the best options for where we are at in our life right now. I think that does honor him. And today's food and farming practices, we have these CAFOs contained animal feeding operations where we have sick animals and we're feeding cows grains, which God did not create cows to eat corn and, and grain. God created cows to eat grass. That's literally how they were created mm-hmm. in his image. And, and we're feeding cows, dead cows. And we have these feedlots and there is, it's this disgusting. And there's, you know, manure running down into the spinach. And we have these monocrop agricultures, which is not natural at all. And we're using NPK fertilizers and we're tilling the soil, which we're not supposed to, which releases carbon into the atmosphere. And it's just one, one practice after another that has slowly become the norm in this in the name of profit, um, but it's and there is also this myth. A um, more myth busting. There's also this myth that it's not sustainable, um, and that's also not true. Or that like you, ha- we have to have this industrialization, major industrialization in order to be successful and in order to feed the world. And that's actually not true either. We have we actually have more calories right now than we need to feed the world. So it's a matter of managing that properly. And getting it to the right people and making sure they're nourishing calories too, as Mm. well. Um, and then lastly, like God also calls us to serve. So really, really honing in and like zooming in on look in your home, look in your front door, um, serving your family. Like it's truly a labor of love to take your time and make your family a meal prepare a meal with your family, have your children join, have your children serve um, and allow them to honor Christ in that way and allow them to feel that feeling. And children actually really, it's so cute to see how proud they are, you know, when you can empower them to do that. And all of that is connected to honoring him. And all of that nourishes our body and our soul. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's all so connected and it's just so clear to me. And I really love, That message.
0: I love that so much. And I think a huge thing that's standing out to me is the overall intention of prioritizing our physical health. A huge intention with that is that we're honoring God, right? And that we're honoring our body so that we can serve, so that we can pursue our purpose. Yes. And nowhere in there did I hear, you know, that we need to be a certain weight or a certain shape or a certain size or a certain body fat percentage. And that that's right. Like I think so subconsciously we have these goals of looking a certain way of having a certain, right. All of those things. And so again, coming back to what we talked about a little bit ago, asking ourselves like, what's the goal here? Why is this important to me? And then striving towards that And I'm sure a million times that we'll get it into our heads that Mm -hmm. we need to look a certain way. And that that's why we're doing this, but continually reminding yourself in that transforming of your mind and taking your thoughts captive of like, no, my intention, why I move my body, why I eat well is so that I can pursue my purpose so that I can serve well, so that I honor God, so that I'm a great example of his goodness and his faithfulness, right? Um, and I just I think that's so important to remember that that's the goal, not right. And really, where are we focusing our intention?
1: That's really exactly I preach. Like that's what it all comes down to. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Okay, let's dig in to stress. So let's talk about stress as just part of the life we live. Tell me your thoughts.
1: So in part one, I mentioned this as kind of like an overarching theme that I see um, with all these, you know, I, I see a variety of symptoms, um, you know, some more common than others with women, but I, there's an overarching theme of stress. Um, At first, I'll, I'll clarify, like there's kinds of stress, there's, there's different kinds of stress, right? There's acute stress, and then there's chronic stress, and acute, you know, is like, over you know stress over an event or a test or a podcast or a you know whatever something's coming up and then that event goes away and then eventually that stress goes away. Um, sometimes it's recurring, you know, but sometimes we build resiliency to that, which is the goal. But then there's chronic stress, which is um, a lot more damaging um and can cause a lot of, of other not fun symptoms and and a cascade of yucky events from that. Um, and I think that when we talk about, like, if you ask someone, well, how are your stress levels? Um, That's another thing that maybe we're not as connected to as we should be because we'll, you know, initially they go, well, like, I like my job and I'm not, you know, getting a divorce or anything. So I'm not really that stressed you know, those are the kind of like job and like your marriage. Like those are the two things that people look at. And if those things are, you know, seemingly good, they're like, I'm not really that stressed, you know, like, I think I'm okay. Maybe maybe like a five or four or whatever. But like, there's so many different kinds of stress, right? I mean, there's like financial stress and relationships, not just your partner, anyone, you know, Um, family, school, jobs, environmental stress, which is like I'm talking about like mold and plastics and fragrances and beauty products. Like that's a whole, that's a stress. So you might not even know it's stressing your body out. There's childhood trauma, but also think about like your health too. So I'm talking about autoimmune issues, cardiovascular disease, like de- uh, depression, anxiety, high blood pressure, acid reflux, hypothyroidism, PCOS, and no, these are all major stress. And it is a vicious cycle because they are a result of stress, but they also stress us out. So it's kind of like this never ending cycle that you have to learn to break. Um, And, you know, like I said, a lot of times we're like, I'm not stressed. Like I love my job or I'm a stay at home mom. And like, I'm not, I don't have to sit in traffic. I'm not really stressed, but like that acid reflux, those fibroids, your, your thyroid health, your periods that leave you in bed all day. Always being cold twenty four seven, those are all results of chronic metabolic stress. Mm. And that is what I see a lot of. And then when you have that conversation and bring it up, that is what I, I find it important to dig into, because we got to get we have to get these women's bodies out of that vicious cycle. Mm,
0: so good. yeah, and I think you're so right that there are so many things that we don't realize are stress right? That, mm-hmm. that really when that's setting off our stress response, right? It's flooding our body with all of these chemicals. And that's what, when you're talking about chronic stress, right? When we have that fight or flight response going all the time, we're going so consistently and our body is just constantly flooded with these stress hormones, these stress chemicals. It's like mm-hmm. our poor body, right? Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's just so powerful to acknowledge that there's so many different things that can create stress in our lives. And also just acknowledging too, that like, we can't get rid of all stress, right? So we're we're not, when we're talking about this, we're going to go into like the solutions and the tools next, because it's like certain things we can do to reduce our stress But some stress is just life, like, right, certain things are going to happen and there's certain parts of our lives that are going to feel hard, but there's also certain things that we do have control over, like maybe there's some relationship stress going on, maybe there's some stress with your job, maybe, right, things that we do have control over. And so even just taking a moment to realize what we have control over that's creating stress um, can be really helpful too.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: Um,
1: it's, it's tough to get out of. It is tough, especially if you can't see it. Right. Um, which is why I listed like 30 things just now to (laughs) make people go, huh, you know? Um, but also, also another reason you can't see it is be also, um, another reason that you can't see it is because Stress hormones make you feel amazing until they don't. But you can be running on adrenaline and cortisol for a long while and feel awesome and have no idea until that runs out and until your body's like eh, like pumping the brakes we can't do this anymore um you know like a boy who cried wolf situation or you know, you might hear of adrenal fatigue or HPA axis dysfunction, but mm-hmm. basically it stress hormones make you feel awesome. So a lot of times you really don't even know what's going on until it's you're far, far into the weeds.
0: Or until like, I'm almost picturing when you have like some type of mediocre situation happen that just completely throws you for a loop and you're like, but I was fine. It's like, Whoa. yeah. Yeah maybe you were really stressed and your body was just hiding it, right? Like you yes. were either tuning into yourself or you didn't realize what was happening. So we're learning, right? Yeah. Um, Inside is 2020, right? Yeah. And then you have this one thing that just kind of throws you off and you're like, oh my gosh. So, yeah. okay, let's dig into building resilience to this stress. Tell me, tell me what you got.
1: That that's exactly what we need to do is build resilience and, and establish resiliency to the stress that are that we are bound to experience. I mean if you lived through the last two years, if you are here right now listening to this bravo, right? Like I don't even know what happened the last year. I I feel like it's still 20, I don't even know what year it is. Like, yeah. So there's a lot right there. <laughs> but it's so talking about stress, like what's actually happening physiologically <laughs> Okay, so I think it's important to first say like what's actually happening physiologically in your body when you're under that kind of stress is that basically what it means is just that the demands that are placed on your body are exceeding what your body can keep up with. I mean, if you were to summarize it, that's what it's about. So we have to work with our physiology and work with our our hormones um, in order to get out of that, right? And it's important to know how to do that and, um, how to, how to get off of that roller coaster um, and get out of that war zone, right? We're in a war zone. We're in fight or flight. When we're, when we're doing this, we're in that fight or flight state and we got to get out of that and you cannot heal. Um, you cannot heal in the same environment that you got sick. So you have to get out of that environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so first asking yourself, like, what, what got you here, right? And know that you didn't get here overnight. So you do have to come to terms with the fact that um, you're not going to get out of it overnight either. But there are approaches that we can take, um, and that I take with my clients. Um, One thing I like to bring to light is that, um, as women, our, our hormones fluctuate through the day, we talked a little bit about like, earlier, um, last week and intermittent fasting and like keto and, and things like that. So this kind of plays into the reason why I don't love those approaches. Um, the most unstable time for a woman hormonally is, is when we wake up in the morning until noon, especially ish, right. Especially if we're under chronic stress, um, when we're stressed chronically, and if you've got any of those symptoms that I mentioned earlier, um, we're often waking up owing money in the bank we you're waking up and you check your bank account and it's in the red. And I'm talking about energy when I'm talking about money. Okay. So the best way to do that aside, first off is sleep. Okay. So like sleep is super important. If you're sacrificing sleep to get to the gym or get your cardio in or, or join that group or, you know, whatever it is that you got to do, do take something out because sleep has got to be there. Um, And we can work on improving sleep too, but just in general, make sure you're making time to get some sleep, okay? But then when we're we're waking up stressed, we have to get off that roller coaster. So it's important to feed your body energy, food, within the first 30 minutes of waking Mm up. So wake up and deposit money in the bank immediately. And then continue depositing money in the bank throughout the day, but we also want to um, like if you're going to have coffee, that's fine. I I am not against coffee. I love my coffee, but if we're talking about getting off that roller coaster, we want to have our coffee after we eat. And I'm not talking about. I don't mean like if I don't if you're putting cream in your coffee, you're putting calories in your coffee. Like that's awesome, but you still should eat first. Um, coffee on an empty stomach is like the biggest no, no, when it comes to trying to get out of a stress state and balance your hormones. Um, so coffee after breakfast, eat within 30 minutes of waking, um, and a protein with each meal and a carb with each meal. Um, so many women are under consuming protein. I mean, I mean, I'm not kidding. Like almost every woman that I, that I see is under consuming protein. And even myself, I it's, it's, you gotta make an effort for sure, to get enough. Um, so focusing on like having a protein and a carb with each meal. Um, that really is kind of like a good yin and yang to assist in your blood sugar and energy level mm. so that you're not on this roller coaster or this like spike of high blood sugar, low blood sugar, high blood sugar, low blood sugar in these peaks and valleys throughout the day. You really want kind of like a rolling manageable balance. And the best way to do that is to tell your body that it's safe and tell your body that it's fed and get your body out of that state of stress and out of that war zone with food frequency. Um, And it's interesting because I feel like we've kind of gone back and forth on that narrative as well of like, you need to eat small meals throughout the day. And then everyone was like, no, you don't. That's a big fat myth. You should intervene. You could eat one meal a day and be just fine. And while I'll acknowledge that for some people, they can swing it, if, I, if any of the things that I mentioned earlier resonate with you, if you are autoimmune, if you've got, if you've got like gut issues, if you have hormonal issues, if all of these are like metabolic issues, then you should not be one of the, uh, someone who's eating one meal a day or intermittent fasting or doing keto. We got to get you out of the war zone. Um, And it might mean doing less also. So we talked about like, sleep and how that's important and in order to do that it might be taking things off your plate most likely it will mean taking some things off your plate that are not serving you Mm -hmm. Um, and it also may mean filling your bucket with the things that will serve you or do serve you or bring your bring you joy like so like if I ask what, you know, what kind of hobbies do you have? Like, what do you do for fun? Aside from, you know, like taking, doing your job and taking care of your, your kids, which, you know, obviously brings many of us joy, but like, what do you do for yourself? What hobbies do you have? So many people are like, I don't really have any hobbies. I'm like, girl, find yourself something that you love, like find yourself something that brings you joy. And then I want you to I'm not, I don't want people to do things just to do them. So you look like one of those moms that does everything. I don't care what it is. I just like, even if it's gardening in your backyard and that makes you happy for a, you know, a small amount of time every day, whatever it is, like fill your bucket. And you got to do that in order to get out of that war zone and get off that roller coaster and, and step into who you're called to be. Right. Cause that's what this is all about. Anyway, it's like, do what makes you a better version of yourself mm-hmm. and it's not selfish so many women i feel like are like but i got to pour into my kids and i don't have time to pour into me and that is it's backwards you have to pour you can't pour from an empty cup right i love that saying so um it is it is honoring christ and it it is It is biblical to honor yourself as well and find something that you can do that will fill your bucket and that will bring you joy and happiness and, and, you know, put a smile on your face and inevitably take a little bit of that stress off so you can build resiliency because maybe that one thing that, that, you know, sometimes when we're stressed, there's these like hairline triggers that like, you know, I was having a good day or like I was on edge even. And yeah. then like that one thing happened and we get like, I I'm guilty of that. So many mothers that I know are too of like, I don't know, my kid said that one thing or did that one thing, or I just got this news and all eight double hockey sticks breaks loose and it's just all bad. But when we can fill our cup those little hairline triggers do not affect us like that and everyone in the family is more grateful for that
0: yeah yeah and i think something that i'm hearing that's just so powerful to think about is when we are in that stress state like physically physiologically we aren't able to access the part of our brain that really helps us connect that helps us be present It helps us be creative, like, and that's and that's like science, right? And so, like you're saying, taking that time for yourself, filling up your cup, doing things that bring you joy, taking care of yourself, what right, whatever it is, those Mm -hmm. things are so necessary for us to be able to physically access those higher level, you know, processes and functioning that that we really need and that we want to show up with. It's so necessary. Yeah. Yes. Yep. A hundred percent. Okay. Let's, let's dig into a body image for the last little bit before we close up. So tell me what comes to mind for you, because I remember reaching out to you. We already had this scheduled and I was like, Hey, I'm seeing this coming up a ton with people in my community. Like, we need to talk about this, right? So, tell me, what are some of the things that come to mind when we talk about creating a healthy body image and social media and all of those things? Yeah, I think
1: it is a tough time right now. Um, It's a tough time right now with all of the things that we're exposed to that can really make those little, those tiny cuts into us of like, breaking us down and you know you have you got to address social media I mean it's always there's out there's magazines and movies and posters and like there's been a little bit of that historically for a very long time but it is so accessible now and it is so face more than ever before and I feel for these young girls also who are uh, I I mean if I was 14 right now or 15 seeing like with I just I don't know if that'd be okay. Like it is tough. Um I I have two girls and I am concerned for, you know, their body, how they see themselves, you know, is something that I really work to make sure is is positive and beautiful and Christ honoring. And that you know they're seeing themselves for who they are and not what they look like or all these superficial things. And social media, of course, does nothing but highlight all the superficial fake things. We have we have it all in our face. And of course, the the big accounts and the you know, the ones on the recommended page and like the follow page and stuff, those are all people who are pretty gorgeous people on the outside, but we don't know who they are, first of all. But it's just like, and here's the other thing is we know that it's not always real. We've got the filters. It is so dang easy now to make your body look like, quote, perfect. It is, there's like free apps to make you look however you want your teeth wider, your eyes bigger, your nose smaller, your skin tanner, your butt bigger, all those things. And even that is just like, even if you were taking a video, like I've taken a video, I'll video my workouts every once in a while and like, Literally, like the different angle that you put it, sometimes they'll be like, oh, that was a terrible angle. Oh my gosh. And then I'll film the same workout, maybe the next set at a different angle. And it's like, oh, I look like it, you wouldn't know it's the same body because literally the angle <laughs> is like the biggest difference. And so we have to remember that when we're looking at other people and all these images that we're seeing is like really rest in the fact that you're com- we're confident in who we are and that we don't even know if what we're looking at is a real image of a real person, honestly.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's so powerful. And I think just acknowledging that, right? And knowing that and then intentionally curating your feed. um, And that's something that, you know, I think is so, so important is following people who are gonna make you feel empowered in who you are. And I think also coming back to the why, right? Like yeah. if you weren't seeing all of these images of all of these other, you know, girls, women who looked a certain way, would you care, right? Would you care so much or right. would you feel like you need to have that? Or mm-hmm. is it front of mind? And then of course it creates all of these feelings, right. but it's like, if you're looking at what is most important to me in my life, right? Whether that's, you know, faith, whatever those things are for you, right? Faith, friendship, family, growth, all these amazing things. Like, is it really important for you to look like them and just Mm -hmm. constantly checking yourself and checking your mind because your mind will just run with it. If it sees all those things, it'll start telling you that you need to look that way. And it's like, but why do I, right? I was created this way for a purpose. And just starting to call the BS, starting to call the BS on, mm-hmm. you know, the scroll and what your mind may tell you. And um, yeah, so good. It's so powerful.
1: Yeah, I definitely, definitely. Like we have to know, it's really tough. It's really, it's really tough. And um, I think it's important that we have to know the power of our own thought and the, the power that we do have and that power that we can have and to own that. Um, our thoughts can lead to our own destruction or construction of a better life. Um, I mean, and we all know we're our own worst critics. We, you know, we hear that all the time and it's the truth. Nobody has lied to us more than we've lied to ourselves. Um, I went to a women's like business entrepreneur, entrepreneur conference, um, last year. And one of the exercises that we had to do was um, very powerful. And we had to sit and write all of our own holdbacks that we were telling ourselves, um, mm. and write them down. Like, you're not, you know, all of your fears, like my fears in doing this, you're not good enough or you don't know enough or whatever. You, you know, a lot of people that you're not pretty enough, you know, whatever that is, we had to write all those down. And then we had to find a partner and read those things to that person as if we were telling it to them. And we were all like falling because I would never say those things to another. I would never tell someone they're not good enough. But we were there just bawling like, oh, I'm gonna get emotional because it was like, if you wouldn't tell those things to another person, why would you say that to yourself? And we have to remember that. And so we know that we're our own worst critics and the things but we have to make sure that the things that come out of our mouth and our mind agree with what our creator has said for mm. us and wants for us. And if it's not, we're going to be stuck on that treadmill, like chiseling away at our sculpture until there's nothing left. And we have to remember that he created us as a masterpiece and every single form and every single size and we are fearfully and wonderfully made in him and that is all that matters.
0: Mm. And I think too another just I think such a huge lie of the enemy and I think he uses this all of this to distract us right because imagine how much of your mental energy Mm -hmm. is going towards either criticizing ourselves shaming ourselves or that desire or our efforts to look a certain way, right? How much of our energy is going towards that? And again, like, of course we were talking about prioritizing your health and we're talking about how important this is, but also there's a spectrum of that, right? And like, there's a healthy place there that feels good for you, that feels balanced. And then there may be a place where it's like, you're, you're putting all of your energy here, all of your focus, right. Versus like, what else, what other amazing things could you be giving your energy to your attention to your heart to, if you gave even just 5% less of your attention to these demands or these things that you're holding yourself to or trying to create for yourself.
1: It is such a time suck and such an energy suck when we fall into that trap and you, you hit the nail on the head and those thoughts that creep in are from the enemy a hundred percent you know trying to distract us and veer us off of course so um i mean it's important that we get to that place where we can look those photos in the face and look at those doubts in the face and go nah i'm standing here i am on this rock and you will not break me but until you can do that i think it's important that we remove those distractions and remove those things remove ourselves from that environment or remove those items from that environment or unfollow those accounts, curate your feed, um, you know, if we're talking about social media or, or whatever that is, or even like shopping too, um, you know, start, I, I, that's always been a thing kind of for me too. Is like wanting those things, like it's going to make, make you prettier, make you thinner, mm. or make you whatever. I don't know. You know, the amount like of money that I've
0: something. spent on yeah. makeup and all of right, like all the yeah. skin things and yeah oh, and that's yeah.
1: exactly of course that's what they want they're trying to make money of whatever uh, nothing against that but it's a point of just like you got to be you got to be in the right headspace and you got to be in the right mind for that so if you're not quite there yet and you're working on that step away until you can stand on that rock and go nope I'm fine I see it Maybe I like, maybe I'll get it. Maybe I won't, but it's not going to change who I am. And I'm not doing it to, I'm not doing it or, or working out or making these changes or purchasing this item to, to make myself a better person or to change who I am. I know who I am, but
0: I, you know, and then you can be okay with that. Coming back to those two questions that we talked about in the beginning, is this really important to me? Yep. And why? Right. Right. So good. Okay. Tell me a couple of your, like either practical tools that people can start using or, you know, resources, tips, like what, where would you want to share, share your wisdom with us before we start Mm -hmm. wrapping up?
1: Yeah. Um, (laughs) yeah. So, um, Thank you so much for this opportunity, by the way, this is, this has been fantastic. Um, I really, I know we talked about so many wonderful things. I really want to leave people again with like, you know, if you're going to apply these things, um, I want you to love it. I want you to love what you're doing because you're not going to be successful if you're like begrudgingly Mm. doing these things. If you're begrudgingly like eating food, you don't like, like, or, you know, doing an exercise you hate or you know whatever that is because like you saw it somewhere or because maybe I recommended it that's silly i want you to love it find something that you love and we talked about that a little bit like find find things that you love that's how you can be consistent
0: um and, and also i think can what, i add ahead. something to that i think yeah. with your movement with your nutrition with right yeah. with with your self care like any of those things don't just do it because you saw it online do things that genuinely are going to bring you joy. Right. And I think that's such a huge thing with consistency is we don't follow through on things. If it's not something that we enjoy and like, I get the idea of, yeah, push yourself because it's good for you. But I, I bet you, we could find something that feels enjoyable. Right. That like really lights you up. That's also good for you. So like maybe you hate the gym, like, Maybe you find a kickboxing place. Maybe you find a yoga studio. Maybe you go kayaking. Like maybe you're you become an avid hiker. Like find what works for you. Find what you love. What you enjoy. I think that's. I just. I wanted to make sure we didn't gloss over that because that's such a powerful, powerful place to start. Hundred percent. Thanks for having me interrupt you.
1: No, absolutely. I agree. That is so important. And even like if a client comes to me and they want advice, like. Um, like if it was on fitness related stuff and, you know, I, I mentioned earlier, like, you know, I'm not all about cardio. We don't need to do cardio, but if someone's like, oh my gosh, I love running though. Do I have to stop running? Never stop running. If it brings you joy, that's not at all what I'm saying. So whatever it is that brings you joy, like do that, I think keep doing it all day, you know, um, And then, you know, when it comes to like consistency and applying some of these things that we talked about and putting them into action, a lot of people get stuck because they, or they go through these phases because they're like, I'm just not motivated right now. I'm just looking for some motivation. And while it's, it's easy to do those things and to challenge yourself when you're motivated, right? That's easy. That's the trick is to find something that you're going to do when you're not motivated and figure out how to do it when you're not motivated. Cause you're going to have a time when you're not motivated. It's going to happen. It might be tomorrow. It might be Mm -hmm. three weeks from now, but you're going to, you're going to, so it's not the motivation that you need to look for, Like don't wait around for it. What you need is, is discipline. You gotta, you gotta show up and you do have to do the work. If you are, you know, feel called to make some changes, whatever that is, you got to show up and you got to do the work. And you, when you do that, you will find, I think that you're like, wow, I'm, I, you know, I'm so glad that I did that. Right. And God will acknowledge that as well. I think through certain things when we start opening our hearts to those signs um, and then just like start small, you know, it doesn't, you don't have to go ham and I I don't recommend it. You know, I just, if you're looking for where do I start just start. One, one think, think one thing, one thing you can do different. If you're cooking dinner at home two nights a week, cook dinner at home three nights a week. Now you know. Or if you are, you know, only if you are not moving at all, you're really not, you know, doing any form of exercising. Pick two days a week, like two days a week for thirty minutes, and just start. So small. I don't want it. It's not supposed to be this daunting task. But what we want to do is make these habits so that. Because when something's a habit, it's to the point that it's hard to break, right? So we want to make healthy habits that are aligned with who we're supposed to be. Um, And that brings us back to our why, right? Like, what is your why? And that, you know, back to that verse we talked about last episode of Romans chapter 12, one and two. And when we want to renew our mind and be the best version of ourselves, it comes down to you know, giving our body and knowing that Lord created us fearfully and wonderfully made and knowing that when our heart is aligned and our soul is aligned with what he's called us to be, that's when the magic happens. That's when beauty happens. And that's when you feel, you feel so fulfilled in
0: life. So good. Thank you so much. And then tell us, remind our listeners where they can find you and also what amazing tools you have for them.
1: Yes, thank you so much. Um, my Instagram, I'm relatively active on is health and honey wellness. It's health period and period honey period wellness. Um, and my website is healthandhoneywellness.com. I have on both of those places on my website and on my Instagram, I do have a free shopping and planning guide. So if you're not really um, sure what to do nutrition wise, or maybe you need a list of some healthy foods to buy or some meal planning help, or even a grocery list, I have a free download for that. Um, I also, by this time this episode has come out, I will have released uh, my newest freebie, which is a fitness-related freebie, days of training. So a full seven days of training for you with some fun um, additional nuggets in there that are related to our faith as well, so that we can unite those two things. Um, and then, of course, stay tuned for, you know, if you follow me on Instagram, stay tuned, Um, and get on my mailing list through either of those two downloads, you will be in the know for my release of the Beehive and opening that membership this spring, um, which is really going to be where we can build this community of warrior women who are on fire for Christ with our, um, you know, living for him, but honoring our bodies in our movement, in our workouts, in, in our nutrition, and having devotionals together, prayer requests, and all of those wonderful things.
0: Oh my gosh. So many amazing things for you guys to connect. So head down to the show notes. All the links will be there. And Kayla, thank you so much for your time. I seriously appreciate your energy and everything you shared with us. So thank you.
1: That was so fun. Thank you so much.